Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jason Jones, the other, you, ever, you ever fly a girl out to see you? Hey, why are we talking about stuff like that? Hey, hey, hey. I don't, I don't know what I'm all but hey, hey, hey. Let's chill, chill, chill. Hey, how about but, but Jay, what we're saying is it has it's got a negative connotation because there are some, you know, some shady situations. But if you if you like a girl and you're dating her, whatever the case may be, and you want to get to know her, you got a couple extra dollars. Hey, I want to see you this weekend. Let me come on up oh, and ain't hang nothing, out. With ain't me. nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with flying your lady out for some, you know, somebody you ain't nothing wrong with that. See, nothing wrong with that at all. I just didn't know I was gonna be on the stand. See, so, <laughs> I was gonna like, be on the stand. No, I, okay, no, we're Did talking about a long time ago. I was talking about twenty <laughs> years ago. Text you all about hey, before you first question when you get him on today. I had a question. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was a setup. You always got to be looking for the setup. See, <laughs> see, see, this all started with Kimberly, and you know what my guess is. Somebody want to fly Kimberly somewhere, and she's trying to judge whether it's cool or it's not. Hey, do what you do. Well, hey, live I your mean, life. Does, it all, does she want to go? That's it. Live your life. Yeah, live. Be yeah, worried about what everybody else no, and the perception. Ain't no judgment in that, do you? Uh, I mean, we've grown, you know. You know, you want to go... If you want to get flued out, get flued out. It ain't no bad <laughs> and bad out. Ain't nothing wrong. I, I, I ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it, do you? <laughs> See... Hey, Jason ain't never been so eager to talk about the Kings before. You hear that? <laughs> Jason was like, hey, light the beam. Like, yeah, listen. How about, how about? All right, let's go there. The first game of the Kings road trip is against the Los Angeles Lakers tomorrow. Let's talk about Mike Brown for a minute because you, 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 you are a Laker guy, but you covered the NBA for a long time, you were covering the league when he started with, with with the Cleveland Cavaliers, that weird stint in Los Angeles. And, of course, he gets his 40th win, uh, excuse me, 400th win uh, as a head coach last night um, as the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. What's been your experience with Mike uh, over the years? And is this something – actually, let's start with this question. When they hired Mike, were, when the Kings hired Mike, were you, were you big on that hire? I was kind of like, nah, you know, I, I didn't feel it you no know, one way or no. I was kind of like, it, it felt like they were doing an awful lot to get someone who was going to be available. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there was a line for Mike Brown where you had to be like, we got to make this happen right. And, you know, you know, remember they were still in the midst of the playoffs, right. yeah, you know, yeah. but I mean, it wasn't, I, I wasn't, you know, going, yes, yeah, is a home run. Also, it wasn't going on, oh, man, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, okay, you know, they hired Mike Brown, you know. 
let's not, let's see what happens now. My main thing was, are you going to get Mike Brown a roster? And they went out and got Mike Brown a roster because my my take had always been, I didn't care who they hired, as long as they kept putting together bad rosters, you're going to get a bad product. Yeah. They made the right decision with Mike Brown, not only with the coach, but the roster they put around him. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about the roster, we talk about the gameplay and all this other stuff, but I thought about this last year when they were putting this roster together and the, and the guys they were getting they got a group of guys that were ready to be coached, that wanted to be coached, that were ready to be coached. They were in different parts of their career where the only thing that really matters was winning. You know what I mean? Right. You got a guy like Kevin Herter who had just kind of gotten paid, left Atlanta. He was looking for a winning situation. The Aaron Fox had been here forever. It's seen everything go wrong with this franchise. He didn't really care. He's going to get his pay. He had already got some money. He was going to get some more or whatever. He wanted to win. DeMontis Sabonis, he wanted to win. Malik Monk, he you know wanted to go somewhere where he got an opportunity to win. All these guys were at certain points in their career when the only thing that matters is, how am I going to start winning basketball games in this league? And you brought a guy like Mike Brown in who told you, I'm going to tell you how you start winning. Do A, B, and C. And they were all ready to buy in. You know what I mean? So as far as like roster, talent-wise, yeah, they put that around them. But guys who were in a similar spot in their career, I think also helped out with being able to listen to the message that was presented to them every night. Yeah, I think, I mean, when I say roster, yeah, part of it is talent. But part of it was before was you had a bunch of guys who were all kind of in that, I'm trying to prove myself, range of their career. So what does that mean? You get some real bad play because everyone knows, hey, I'm trying to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get my next deal. And you brought in veteran. You needed some veterans who could kind of fit in, not a veteran who you just brought in to put at the end of the bench to kind of be a mentor. Because, I mean, I think it's the great Jerry Reynolds always tell me, they've got like 18 assistant coaches. How many mentors do you need on the bench? I mean, you know, I think you had, you had to find some balance, and they, they eventually – they did that. You know, you got some guys who, you know, guys who had been who had gotten their contract already. You had a guy like Malik who, you know, before the Lakers picked him up, people thought Malik Monk might be out the league. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got guys who came in and, you know, had something to prove or had already gotten paid and they were trying to find the, the right fit. So, I mean, it all I think it all came together for them in the right way, you know, when. I think Mike is a good, you know, when you got a group like that, you look at what he had in Cleveland, you know, guys who are growing, at least the first Cleveland go around. I think a guy like Mike is good for a group like that. Mm-hmm. Was Malik this kind of playmaker in Los Angeles? He showed he could be that. Yeah. He, he sh- I mean, there, there were nights where Malik was their best player. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, he, he showed, I mean, I don't know if I saw it at this level, but he, de- I mean, when you have LeBron, obviously the amount of time you'll have the ball is going to be different, but mm-hmm. Malik showed this in LA, you know, it was just, I, you just knew as an LA guy, you weren't gonna be able to keep him. If there was a team out there that had at least even a little bit of cap space, but yeah, he showed I me, mean, like I said, there were nights where Malik Monk was the guy for them who helped them out a lot. Mm. Yeah. I've been, I've been wanting Malik Monk here in Sacramento since yeah. he was eligible in the draft. Yeah, I will say that you have been consistent. <laughs> but, but you know what? He's he better than all the way. What was that one game where he was with Charlotte and he beat the Kings late? And you yeah. were like, see, that's yeah. why he needs to be here. And I, and I kept telling everyone, even back then, 
Malik Monk can get buckets. I mean, I don't know what the you know, I don't know what's going wrong with Charlotte, you know, but I said the one thing he can do is get buckets. Mm. Now, but I think now you've seen, and I, I do think probably being around, you know, some of those you know, guys like a guy like LeBron in LA didn't hurt him at all. Right. You know, and then you know, sometimes you sometimes you need to get a, a younger guy who's been around some experience and drop him into a team like Sacramento. And he can say, "Yo, yeah, am I a superstar? No, but I have seen what those type of guys do to prepare. And I can kind of impart some of that that I learned because, I mean, one of the things you had with the Kings in, of years past was a lot of immaturity. Mm. There's guys who were just young and immature, and some of it was just personality and who they were. Mm-hmm. Some of it was guys, honestly, had no idea what it took to win because you had a bunch of guys who had never won before. And you dropped them all on the same team. Yeah. And you were all, and I think I had multiple coaches always say, when you got a bunch of guys like that who are all trying to prove themselves, hard to get them to buy into a system when they're like, hey, that system may not let me get 20 points. Mm-hmm. Talking to you, Zion. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, brother Zion had a rough offseason. Let's let, let that man be. Yeah, that brother's having a rough season, too. <laughs> Uh, bro, bro, brother, brother Zion having a rough go over Zion. here. He yeah, having brother, a rough... you know, brother Zion, you know, let's just go ahead and say a prayer for him along with brother Jordan Poole. Yeah. Do you think De'Aaron is starting to get more recognition around the league? Uh, like I'm of the belief, and, and, and I feel I can say this without a lot of bias, but like, I feel like De'Aaron Fox is an NBA superstar. Do you think he's starting to get recognition around the league as that from I mean I think fan I think coaches respect him but do you think fans like league wide do they start to look at him like you know we were talking about Anthony Edwards yesterday our our, our below and JC in Minnesota talking about yo you see man De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento last night is cooking do you think those conversations are starting to happen with him slowly I still think you know especially when you're a west coast guy a lot of oh, those guys yeah. that do a lot of the talking go to bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just read box scores. So sometimes, you know, you don't necessarily see the, you know, a box score doesn't tell you the impact. But I think you're slow. I mean, people forget, well, about a year ago, everyone said Sabonis was the best player mm-hmm. on the Kings. So I think your start, I think that playoff series helped him. I still, I think what will put him in that stratosphere would, you know, will be one of those, some moments, you know, more postseason moments. Or even if he had did Team USA and had like some crazy Olympic moment where the whole world is looking, mm. I just think he need in terms of like that fan recognition, he'll just need probably some more of those. But I think you no know, basketball people know. Mm. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt amongst basketball people about De'Aaron Fox at all. The um, they get some more national TV games. Last night was national TV, NBA TV. Oh, I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, but that that some of that, you know, you're also fighting history. I mean, you, you look at the big picture of it. De'Aaron's been on a quote, you know, a good team for like one of what seven years, yeah. <laughs> or one and a quarter. So I think some of it's going to, it's going to take some time that people are actually going to say, you know what? If they had if they had to beat the Warriors last in, in, the, in the playoffs, I think it's a different conversation right now mm-hmm. in terms of just how people view him. I know folks aren't going to care, you know, you know, like the casual observer is not going to say, well, you know, De'Aaron hurt his hand in that series yeah. or they're going to say, well, Steph had 50. So I think, you know, I think if I think you went, he, you know, and, and even though he's to, to me, he can he can make spectacular plays and does things that you're just like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. like, 
And De'Aaron had one of those last night. But if it feels like Ant does, then Ant's a talker. Right. Ant yeah. Does, so, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think De'Aaron's, and I think De'Aaron's hilarious. De'Aaron's <laughs> new thing is making fun of the floppers. That's starting to <laughs> yeah. get attention is when he calls someone out for flopping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah, I think I think as the country sees De'Aaron's personality more, that I mean, you know, you, you if you've been around De'Aaron, it's impossible not to like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of those guys where you get around him, get to know him a little. He's mm-hmm. it's, it's hard not to like him. So I think as people, and I think Ant benefited from that summer that that international play because remember they're doing that media stuff. Mm-hmm. Ant's doing a whole lot of talking. So that's giving that's kind of, you know, meanwhile, you know, it's no knock on De'Aaron for wanting to be, you know, spend time with his you know, wife and children. You no, know, I'm not going to knock a man for doing that. But I think Ant benefited from that as well. And then, like I said, he what he did against the Warriors the other night. I mean, I think people in Sacramento probably gave him a tip of the cap and saluted him for, you know, talking trash to, you know, Kenny's favorite player on the team. Well, Brother salute, Green, you know, salute. <laughs> the, the 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 other thing when you talk about it, it would have been different if they would have won that that warrior series you guys both understand this it's a it's almost like wrestling or wrestling be adults here wrestling rub right like he would have got the rub because that would have been the first western conference team to beat the warriors right in like eight years, yeah, yeah. You know and I mean? then you would have played the Lakers next, so right. you would have yeah. you would have went right. from Steph to yeah. LeBron and AD. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think that would have done, you know. But hey, you got another chance to do that next spring. So I, I, but I think that you know the momentum is building. It's kind of hard not to build when you look at the numbers he puts up. <laughs> you know, so I, I just you know just, just I would say patience, everyone. You know, you know it takes time. You can't overcome kind of a decade plus of negative connotations with one season. That's one good thing about like today and really the last couple of games now that they were able to string together a few wins, Jay, is we knew this season would kind of be different because there were expectations. There was a belief that this team would succeed. And I wasn't sure that this city would enjoy, I wasn't sure that Kings fans would really enjoy the wins as much as they did last year in November and December and so on. Last night was a pretty clear indication. Kings fans are still enjoying the victories, no matter what their expectations are. The fact that De'Aaron is back and 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 everyone is still invested in, and not everyone's thinking like with the line that you just said. Not everyone's waiting for March, April, and May to get here. Like they're they're excited now. We talked about the atmosphere on 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 Friday against the Oklahoma City Thunder for the playing the in season tournament. Oh, it was live. And 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 it's and it's cool that Kings fans are still really invested despite the fact where they expect this team to go. Yeah, I just need everyone to kind of relax on some of the losses. I mean, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's the other side of the coin. Oh my, like, like the Rockets have won what like now what six, six in straight. Yeah, now it's yep. like like a week ago like they we lost to the Rockets. It's like well, it's not you know, hey, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yep. it's it's okay, it's okay. You know, you're not going to win all 82. You know, let's just, you know, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, I have friends who are Kings fans going, oh, my God, this is terrible. I'm like, no, no, no. Terrible is being like one and nine. Mm. I'm like, terrible is the Washington Withers or the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, like, Washington is terrible. Washington yeah. Is- I mean, at least they're entertainingly terrible. I mean, I think Jordan <laughs> Poole is going to have his own shacting a fool like oh, movie man. by the end of the season. I mean, this is <laughs> This is awesome. This is this is just great. Me and Jesse talked I mean, about it. 
Did you see the Jordan Poole when he wasn't paying attention in the huddle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every day. Like, I seek out Wizards highlights now because of those two. <laughs> and they said, yo, pay attention. He said, don't worry, I got this. This is my effing team. <laughs> Imagine turning your team over to him and Kyle Kuzma. Wanna <laughs> be and Kyle is like the real like veteran, like, dude, you need to get in line. And like Jordan's like. I mean, God. I don't dude. condone this. Don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm starting to see why he got punched. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but I'm I just understand. saying exactly. I'm starting to understand a little bit. <laughs> I mean, this is those two are bugging. I mean, some of it. I mean, the, the Drew Holiday. I'm gonna back him down. And just, nope, nope. And at least to the yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm I, I'm gonna be watching a lot of Wizards games on League Pass, and I don't care if they win or lose. I mean, what are they up by like twenty nine thirty last night? Bro, and they lost. That was embarrassing. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, give incredible. me more Wizards. I don't know. I can't call them highlights. On I me, mean, but well, give me yeah. They're fun to watch. They're entertaining for all the wrong reasons, but hey, I'm here for it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know who's entertaining in, a, in all the right reasons? It's Keegan Murray, and when he plays defense, something that I didn't, I didn't think he had in his repertoire. We talked a little bit uh, last year, Jason J Street vibes, RIP, you know the vibes. But I never looked at uh, Keegan Murray as being some kind of defensive stopper. I thought he was a little slow out there on the perimeter, and he was last year. But he seems to have worked on his body, worked on his game, taken it seriously. And last night against Donovan Mitchell, of all people. I'm not going to say put the clamps on him or anything like that. I'm not going to be disrespectful to Donovan. But Keegan was out there making it difficult. And if he becomes that type of player where he's a 40% three-point shooter, can give you 17 points a game, and he can play high-level defense on the wing, he can reach ceilings that I didn't think he could reach. I mean, defense isn't always just about, you know, he's not a, you know, jump off. He's not a Vince Carter type athlete. But you don't have to be that to to be a good defender. I mean, he's got you know he's got a good you know no good you know he's no he's not like he's like a you know a six foot four small forward or something crazy like that. You know, 
He's got length. He's got, you know, he's athletic enough. I always joke about people say, well, he's not a good athlete. I'm like, he's playing in the NBA. He's a pretty good athlete. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, you know, you do have levels to it. But I think, you know, some of it is just, you know, you know, it's just knowing, you know, knowing the league and knowing what to do. And it, are you going to have, you know, guys who are just like these clamp, you know, lockdown guys every game? I don't know if the rules will allow that anymore. But like I said, just make it difficult sometime. You know, that's all you got to do. And then, you know, defense isn't so much about just always pitching a shutout. It's just taking away what they what the team wants to do, making the shot tough. Don't let a guy get comfortable. I mean, and if you get that from Keegan, you now have a wing defender that you can use. You know, now you're not saying late in the game, hey, De'Aaron, can you take Julius Randle? You know, right. <laughs> you're not doing right. stuff like that. You're not completely having to distort your defense. You know, I mean, there were games, you know, last season where it's like your best shot on a big wing player was De'Aaron, mm. which is a, which is a tip to De'Aaron. But do you really want, you know, De'Aaron having the guard, you know, a guy the size of Kyle Kuzma? You really don't. I mean, I don't think ideally you do, you know. So I think, you know, if Keegan can grow in that area you know, and emerge as a, as a guy they can rely on, it'll help them so much just because, you got now you can start plugging some holes. You know, now it's not like, okay, we got, you know, four negative, you know, four minus defenders or whatever, you know, number you got out there. It'll help them. So, yeah, I definitely think that's something you want to see. You think, yeah, getting you know, three or four other guys to kind of how to do it at the same time and be consistent with it. You got a chance to, you know, make some noise. You think he could be the third star on this team? I think he has to be. I think if, 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 for the Kings to emerge from just being kind of a playoff team, we'll hope they can win a first round game type team. You've got to, I think he has to be. I mean, you look at a team like Denver, you know, you got the big and the, and the guard and Murray and, you know, you say, okay, well, when, when Michael Porter is on, he's that guy. Can Keegan be Michael Porter jr. Or better? I think so. I think he can be, in, mm. he can be in that can be in that class yeah you know I'm not, I'm not putting the the king with denver right now i'm just saying just in terms of you look at a, you look at a roster you need a third guy i think he can, can I, think, I think for the kings to you know elevate he has to be that guy because you look at the rest of the team who are you going to have to do that yeah. i don't think that there's another i mean you drafted him fourth overall so i think it's not crazy to expect or want him to be that guy Got a question for you, Jason. You, you probably talked to – I know you talked to a lot of guys around the league that cover the league and watch basketball. Why is there a perception that DeMontis Sabonis is soft? You hear that uh, often. I, I And I'm not – maybe you don't have the answer because you may not think that he's soft. You're like, I don't know. But why is there a perception? Because Sarah Hodges came on yesterday and she was – saying that a little bit about him and we have fun with Sarah but she's not the only person who feels this way there's a lot of people that I've talked to that or maybe more people than should Mm -hmm. that think he's some type of soft player I don't know what they're looking at like do do you hear those things around the league heard that for years about him I mean it didn't help last spring that Draymond stepped on him it didn't help that curb stomped him Herbs yeah, old school it Seth didn't Rollins. help that Kevon Looney came in and just mm-hmm. kept getting all those boards against them. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was like, no, Mr. Double Double Machine. I mean, I think it's what hurts him is moments like that. In terms of perception, you look at the stats and everyone. And I mean, I heard it all during the season, and you know, and it, it kind of came to pass. People were telling me all season. Yeah, he's putting up great numbers, but watch what he'll do in the postseason. 
he won't be getting 20 boards. And then, you know, like I said, you got a guy like Looney who really only had one job out there to make life rough on him. And he Mm -hmm. did that. Mm -hmm. And until he breaks through on that stage and that doesn't happen, or there isn't a perception that he has to have a Miles Turner next to him to be physical for him, that's just going to be out there. And I mean, a lot of times you only shake those labels until you, when you win. And I don't think that that warrior series definitely didn't help that perception. Cause I mean, how many times did Looney get 20 boards? Twice. Yeah. It felt, but it felt like he mm. did it. Like, yeah, I don't know why. He, 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 it's, it felt like that. Cause he did it in game seven. Right. And that's yeah, and what know, you walk away with is, is you know, seven. and then, you know, you know, when Draymond, mm. and when Draymond went Seth Rollins on him, it didn't mm. help that the Kings had a whole press release and it made it sound like the man was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think the team helped that perception, you know, w- with the way they kind of, it, it kind of got handled. I mean, I don't blame them. I would have milked it too if it meant getting Draymond suspended, you know. But I just think that people kind of said, "Come on, man, he stomped you, and you stayed in the game. Why are we doing all this?" Like, why? but he didn't do that. Yeah, like, that's the part that, that like always said, bothers not, me. Not, he like, didn't I said, do like it. I said, it's not he didn't do it. Right. But it doesn't help the perception. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he said, "Hey, guys." You know, go get me an X-ray and let everyone know what happened. No, he you even know? said it's not a big deal. I don't care. Right? Like he yeah, said that yeah. right after the game, and it, what, what, how, whatever transpired after that, we aren't privy to. Right? Yeah. We all yeah. saw his reaction to it, and yeah, it, it just—I don't think it helped him. I mean, he didn't do it, but you know, when it comes to perception, it's perception. It doesn't even matter if yeah. it's true. Yeah. It just is what it is, and let's also be real. You know. He's a blonde European guy, mm-hmm. and, well, well, yeah. and let's just be and let's just be real. What do, whenever you hear a European, what are they always going to say? He's soft. I mean, that's just is what it is. Right. I, I mean, it's not fair, <laughs> but you know, you look at him. You know, like I said, you know, son of a former NBA player. You no. Know, People are just going to talk about him, you know. I mean, you know, it just is what it is. I don't think it. I don't think it matters if you go out in the court and change, you know, and do what you do. You know, same thing. People thought people that that was a knock against Joker. Well, let's rough him up. Now try it now. You know, you, you know, he'll probably he'll put fifty on you. But the, the but thing, I remember, you know, but I just think that's also part of the perception. People don't want to don't want to admit. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, let's just like I said, let's just be real about it. They look at him, they look at Draymond, and go, "Who's the tough one?" Right. They're gonna say Draymond's the tough one, or you know they're gonna they're not gonna look at Sabonis and say he's tough. Well, the the thing about the whole Domas thing, like feeling that way about uh, Sabonis is, I'm not sure what you're watching when somebody says that he it is one matter. of the more physical players in the NBA. Yeah. Like he, it is it is a fight, like a literal scrap. When you play against Demontis, there's nothing soft about his game. And when I the think man played with a what a busted hand, hand, yeah, on hand, ball. black eyes, all this other stuff. Like that's how he played. I think a lot of the times people confuse. I don't want to call him unathletic, but he's not like this superior athlete in the NBA, where yeah. he gets in there and he's pushing and nudging around and doing all this other stuff, and then he jumps, and you could barely get the. Sometimes you could barely get the New York phone book under his feet because he's just not like this incredible athlete so he's not it's not this i don't know how to explain it. i hope it makes sense but it makes it's sense. not a I lack mean, of physicality it's more of a lack of athleticism in my opinion i mean if we're going to be blunt people see an unathletic white european 
No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they're yeah. going to call him, I mean, that just is that's what it is. Right. It doesn't matter if you watch the game, and I think people, you know, that I think people confuse physicality with a lack of toughness. I mean, they say, well, that guy's more physical. That means he's t- – I mean, I don't think – I mean, a lot of guys would have shut it down last year. They wouldn't have played through that hand, that thumb injury. Mm-hmm. They'd have shut it down. So I don't think – I think those of us who actually watch and understand the game and watch it know he's not soft. Right. But I just think, you know, you know, for for a casual fan, the last their lasting image of them is Draymond putting his foot in his chest. <laughs> And even though no other player in the league would have jumped up and swung on him, probably, you know, they're like, well, why didn't he do anything? Well, what did you want me to do? Get suspended for three games? You want me to go after him and fight him? It was the playoffs. What are you talking about? We're not, but remember, we're not talking logically here. We're talking. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, but there's people who will say, well, I wouldn't have took that. Yes, you Mm, would have. Okay. Yeah. You would not have gotten to, you would not have gotten up and fought him and got suspended. And, you know, then if the Kings lose in five or six, you go, oh, my God, he's an idiot. What was he thinking? Right. Now, he could talk about it for 20 years like Draymond did when he got suspended in, in, in the finals. He could or hold on to that be, for eternity. Or you could be like Lou Williams and go on podcasts. Oh, my God. Yo, Lou, Lou was tripping, bro. Lou Yo, tripping, bro. I can't on, believe man. we ain't devoted 20 minutes to that yet. I mean, I was, Come was on, like, Lou Will. Lou crazy. I was like, bro, bro, you know, I'm like, is this drink champs? They've been giving, bro. It's <laughs> this drink this, I, you think You think it sounds good to say that, yeah, we heard it wouldn't matter. So I said, you basically went on the air and said, yeah, we quit. I was crazy. like, this is not a good look for you. I mean, I said... That is not a good look. I mean, if I'm Ty Lou, I'm going to see. This is why I'm going to try to get myself out of this organization. <laughs> for those, like, that, for those they, that didn't hear it, Lou Williams went on a podcast and said basically that the Clippers stopped trying in the bubble <laughs> because they heard people weren't going to take the, the bubble championship seriously, so they stopped trying. That's crazy. They were up 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> I was like – Lou. What you got up three one and said you know what nah we're cool. Hey Lou Will got he got to do a follow up to that one. We you yeah, got to explain a, yourself, a, bro. That is a wild you one right explain there. Yourself. Yeah, I'm just like we we was on Twitter and they was like oh it don't matter. You know what y'all forget it. We don't care. <laughs> Jay, we appreciate you as always. Hey, your Raiders two and zero with Antonio Pierce. Come man, on, man. They have a personality now. It's like. Light the cigar. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, I wrote a lot of cigars in the beam, you know, but hey, you know. That's all right. That's all right. Whatever signifies winning. Yeah. Yeah. Light a cigar under the beam. Yeah, exactly. Use the beam to light my cigar. Well, they were lighting other stuff Friday night under the beam, but that's a. It was lit. That's a different story. Not just the beam. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No judgment here. I said, I said last season, if someone doesn't trademark that. That you know, purple light the beam and something, and put it in a dispensary. Someone's really missing out. So, well, Matt did it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, like I said, you yeah. know, I'm glad someone no. didn't let that opportunity pass. I don't think you can trademark it because the king. I could be wrong, and I'll have to ask Matt this. I think the beam had to be given away. Well, well whatever right, you right, did, right. I mean, whatever whatever you did, that that was to me that was an easy one. Light yeah. the beam, light the. Well, I'm not going to say what they you know got kids listening. I don't want the one blaming me when their kid is. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce is listening. Sorry, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is even worse than the start of this about me flying people. <laughs> well, that was just a question. This broadcast journalist. That's all. 
James, uh, Jason, we appreciate you as always, man. Thank you, my brother. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t